This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They say patience is a virtue. Well, I say so is watching or listening to the Blue Monday podcast. Hello, welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Following Ipswich Town up or down since 2015, my name is Craig Fimbo, and joining me, fiddling with his lights <laughs> for tonight's live QA is. Or is it Benjamin Bloom, the man in the silhouette, the man in darkness, in, in shadows? Well, hopefully you can see me now. Obviously, I've got a lot of feedback about how boomy my new room is and how not very light it is. It's a work in progress, Craig. How are we? Yeah, all right. And when I said the man in the shadows, I didn't mean Hank Marvin. Oh, Cliff Richard. And can anyone name any of the other? Nah. Apache? No, oh, members, not songs. Mm. No. no, Hank Marvin. So yeah, how's it going? All right, but how is your how's your DIY? How's your IKEAing going to create a verb? Not too bad, not too bad. I would have loved to have been there last night. Actually, I did Leicester versus Nottingham Forest, which is quite ugly for Nottingham Forest. And as you you've you've had children, as you know, with a very young baby, two football matches in two nights in a row is not a thing at all. But I watched with great interest. Um, I'd be interested to see what the um, chat says. I was trying not to be disappointed when Plymouth scored. I've got to get. I've got to get onto this. No focus, tunnel vision. Doesn't matter if Plymouth score 120 points. We we just got to do our our thing. Um, but yeah, really reassuring performance. What was your take? Yeah, pretty much that. And I say, we'll, what we'll do, I'll, I'll go through the, get some um, comments up in a set. We'll say hello to a few people. But from my perspective, and certainly people around me, and, you know, chuck some comments in, in the section is, there was just a, a trusting of the process. There was no, very little panic, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And I thought that was really, you know, a, a real, real plus point for the for the crowd in general was that there was just, you know, just a constant support of the team rather than any, you know, bemoaning the fact we're going backwards again. It was just, just patience all around the stadium that, yeah, actually, we, we've we got this, you know. So, 
you yeah, build up that build up that trust with results, though, don't you, Craig? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, and yeah, people aren't silly. They can see, no, Ipswich fans aren't stupid. They can see with their own eyes what's going on. They're not idiots, right? Let's say hello to some people. Lee, good evening to you, you and Paul Cooper, Charlie D. As ever, good evening, OCG ITFC. Good evening to you, Kirk. You've got fat. You've got a fascinating and wonderful surname there, Kirk. Um. Flim flam, here we are again, chaps. Yes. Well, that's not a euphemism. You're bleeding your radiators. Yes, that's very important. Obviously, Does that happen every a, four weeks? <laughs> bit of a mild, <laughs> bit of a mild spell at the moment. So you don't need your radiators on people. Um, what I have done, actually, flim flam, since you asked, is I descaled my kettle this week. So you know, God. we talk about the football. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah actually we've got a game to talk unfortunately last week me and dave had very little football to talk about so we went here there and everywhere so uh yeah we'll talk about football flim flam um no kirk i don't believe um it is chris get your priorities right please champions league in, oh in the background i suppose we will uh we'll let you off with that lee good work it's all about house maintenance yeah it's it's something you do now which your your future self will thank you for in a few weeks' time when you suddenly need to use them and they're all clogged up with air. Gary, good evening to you. Yes, hello. Uh, John, good evening to you. Um, there's a lot of lot of um, radiator talk. We can probably knock that on the head, fellas. To be honest, so we've got <laughs> we've got imp two important games we've had recently. Well, let, let's um, let's talk about those, shall we? Um, Charlie. Uh, you really should call David D before any blade radiators are bled. Well, you can call him. Um, if you could call him about, I don't know, eight nineteen on Sunday evening, right, yeah. um, that'd be fantastic. Um, Charlie Dealer, here he is. Ben in the bunker. New ben, bunker. And Ben, not in the host it. chair. You know, we've we've turned tables because yeah. Ben wanted Ben wanted to talk about stuff rather yeah. than ask about stuff. <laughs> ben just didn't want to do any work. <laughs> yeah. That as well. You can do all the work tonight. Yeah, I'll do all the clicking of clicking of buttons. It makes it sound a lot more complicated than it is. Andy, good evening to you too. Kirk. Yes, it does sound well, no it did it didn't it didn't. As you can see in the background from Ben, he's got some soft furnishings in there now. So be patient. Looking up on egg what are they called? Um, soundproof yeah be be patient we will get this um look i wouldn't be here because we'd be next door to the sleeping baby who is literally as we're talking she just moved her arm so <laughs> i can i can actually talk uh while i'm in here fantastic look at that we even get live pictures of of ben's child look at that wonderful stuff good evening to you tractor factor Big fan of the pod since the early days. Who wasn't Tractor Factor? <laughs> Mark, how are you? Yeah, there was a few people actually um, missed last night. There seems to be an, a bit of an illness going around. I've got a bit of a... Yeah, you sound a bit groggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I managed to make it there last night, but I know there's a lot of people um, seem to be struggling. So if you are struggling, hope you're hope you're feeling better and I hope you uh, managed to catch wind of what went on last night, whether it be on the... Um, stream or um, via your Telegram group, which is pretty active again as ever. Mm. Um, David, good evening to you. FPL Tractor, good evening to you. Christopher, good evening to you. Get your questions Mike. in, by the way, guys, while this is all yeah. going on. And hit the thumbs Mike. up button. Can't help himself, can he? No. Um, 
hit, we've got to use the word out. You can't say the word thumbs up without using the word algorithm. And it's uh, kind oh, of a contractual <laughs> thing. Um, mullet and Romeo. Right. Perfect. There's, there's a good chunk of hellos there. So, yeah, what, what we'll do, get your, get your, your comments and your questions in about last night. We've, we've got Ben here. And what I'd like you to do, Ben, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us what you do on a normal Saturday evening. Because I don't know if everyone's entirely aware of what your uh, your role is sort of mid evening mid to late evening on a saturday yeah um i may be in the background of a popular um entertainment football based thing assisting there should we should we say no more and go to that super chat from david who's once again lavishing us with lots of um, euros you're allowed to talk about what you're allowed to mention it aren't you David, thank you very much for your, as ever, your contribution. It's it's getting quite ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, and actually, we better do one more. Look, Michael, as ever, good morning from, from Brisbane. Um, yeah, so about, yeah, last night, really. Um, one of the, uh, interesting question I got for you, Ben, from your, your Saturday night job, which you seem quite elusive to <laughs> extrapolate on. How, does, how do... Um, stalwart championship players like Richard Keogh and Dominic Ball get a elongated run of games in this particular team? I don't think they do, do they? I, th- I don't think that's the that's the deal, really. I mean, if you take Keogh, uh, that was something we talked about in the Telegram as, you know, the squad being in need of just some experience. Um, I, I dare say there's a couple of lads playing at Colchester who probably would have fancied having having that role um but they're not around anymore it just needed that bit of experience in terms of Dominic Bull you what you really want that to turn into is somebody really fighting for a fighting for a place and um uh, what was what was your take on Bull last night Craig um I thought he was tidy enough um but and I say that that's another thing actually if people want to stick a uh their own view on on matters mm. is when Lee Evans come on. It was it was pretty stark. The the range of passing all of a sudden, you know, got a lot more expansive, should we say, and a lot and ne- not necessarily quicker, but certainly we were going a lot wider, a lot quicker. Dominic Ball does, did what Dominic Ball does, or what we think he does from the limited um, viewing we've seen of him. Is he he broke up play? Um, he played it neat and tidy. A couple of um, like disguised passes um, through the middle, but what we know Lee Evans gives us is that ability to get it wide pretty quickly and also set players the way that yeah the way that the match was panning out yesterday it just needed a bit of a bit more width and a bit more um but, energy craig we said this before ball even arrived that there was a hole ready for that type of player for a big away game maybe yeah. uh, maybe if mckenna could do plymouth away again for a midfield for midfield 3 um in terms of a sitter a circulator and you know Morsi seems to be more of a number eight these days so I I'm still hopeful and Kieran McKenna is so versatile with his you know sort of different outlooks I'm still hopeful we'll we'll see a three in a big game at some point yeah yeah but it was you know the Sheffield Wednesday the last 20 minutes of Sheffield Wednesday in the last 15 of Plymouth probably did call out from end to be fair to to McKenna and the guys on the bench the, the subs in the last two matches, you can't argue with the impact that no. um, the impact that they've made. Here's a question from Michael from Down Under. Is it better for two teams to go clear or be top of a pack of six teams? 
Hmm. So if you're top of a pack of six teams, that would imply the standard is not generally higher or generally lower, but generally closer together in terms of all those six teams. Would also imply everybody's taking points off each other, wouldn't it, in terms of the geography of a league table of the obvious answer is if you're one of the two teams going clear <laughs> it's better to be one of the two teams but um i mean we had this amazing looking league table last year craig where we would have said mathematically that's not possible for what happened to happen last year would have had to have that big split that big gap um in the middle but um I don't know I, um, w- whether we can parlay that into um, is it going to be two teams going clear? I think it's more, not not necessarily six, but I think we might get three or four, Craig. Yeah, well, I quickly popped up, for the people who are watching, I quickly popped up the, the league table there. And even even now, you think that Peterborough... fantastic. 27 points from 12 games, Craig. Yeah, and Peterborough in seventh are on 18 points, aren't they? And... Also, one thing I noted last night is Sheffield Wednesday in third have already lost three matches this year. You know, they've played 12 games and lost lost three matches already. So they're very much a, a hit and miss. And obviously Plymouth, ridiculous home record, stupendous home record. And they've yeah, played five, to, of the, five of the top, well, the other I five. I wanted to the discuss top. that with you, Craig, because we have to be very humble and very honest as Ipswich fans and say, at the moment, in terms of output, and results and league table. Plymouth are the best team in the league at the moment. I think a lot of us are looking at it and thinking their keeper is playing so well at the moment. And is that sustainable? Also, Plymouth's finishing. They seem to be scoring just goals from the edge of the box, smashed right into the corners. So you kind of hope when you you look down at the... I've got the kind of spread of the league here. You don't see... if there was a column here that said game management, winning football, Plymouth would be right at the top of it. But that isn't a thing. But, you know, when, when I'm looking at things like possession, we're top for that. We're top for goals. We're top for clean sheets. We're top for shots on target. And you, you think the thing that makes Plymouth the best team in the league at the moment is they're finishing their goalie, isn't it? And you kind of hope that's not quite sustainable as an Ipswich fan, right? Yeah, and their home form, which... You know they've they've played the top six, including including us, obviously. But and they've got a superb record. Yeah, them and, as but well. four of those five have been at home, and the the one that was away was they drew, I think, either Peterborough or Ports or one or the other. It was a pumpy, um, but they led, didn't they? And it was a last yeah. minute. You know they could have. We, we could be sitting here saying Plymouth have played all their main rivals and beaten them all as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see once those. Once they've turned around and started playing those teams away, see how they're uh, how they got in there. But that won't be for you know probably till the turn of the year without looking at their. Um, fixed- By the way, Craig, about the Plymouth keeper, it, it can be that he doesn't drop off. He might just be exceptional and keep playing, the, and he's destined for you know big big things. So it's not it's not always great form. It's not always they might keep rapid in shots from twenty yards in off the post yeah. every week as well, right in the corner of the goal. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. I hope you're feeling better very soon. Um, but thanks for joining us. Mullet's off to Morecambe, it looks like. Ah, um, Mullet, as last year, you, you bullied um, Seb, Rich and I into having our photo taken with the Eric Morecambe statue. <laughs> it's your turn this weekend. So I want to see that on, uh, on the Blue Monday uh, Instagram. Um, Eric Clacton. 
I was there when Edward scored from the Portman Road <laughs> car park. <laughs> that wasn't where he abandoned his car, was it, poor sod? Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing as well. Isn't it? Guess, so happy for that guy. You know, he's he's been in and out of the team. Obviously, he's he's well more out than in. Um, but obviously, McKenna said that he's he's done well the last last month or so and deserves his place, which he obviously has done. But even I was at the the pizza game when he got the four assist against Northampton. But even then, he wasn't. He didn't look like he was playing with a smile on his face. Whenever you see him in like the club videos and the behind the scenes bit speech, he's always got a smile, you know, beaming ear to ear. But then when he's on the pitch, he always seems to be quite serious and not sort of down on himself. But that completely turned around last night. I was, I was, I can't believe anybody was, you know, anything less than ridiculously happy for the guy at the end of the game. Well, Craig, we, we've had this discussion before. Uh, I was talking about someone about the lad from uh, Villa. Philogene Bidas and someone said oh he won't go to unnamed club because they don't play with orthodox wingers my response was what the hell is an orthodox winner winger who plays 4-4-2 and wingers apart from no I don't know, Pompey played 4-4-2 didn't they I think yeah. a couple of, couple of teams in league two maybe play 4-4-2 and the, you know we, we mentioned this with um with the lads on on Sunday that it's not a big stretch now for a winger to just all it is is the starting position. And if you play in a possession heavy team, not doing that much defending. And we, you know, Cambridge, you know, full full respect to Cambridge. I if I was Mark Bonner, I'd have played exactly the same system because they beat us doing it last yeah. time. But he wasn't going to do that much defending, uh, was he, Edwards? So um I I think it's quite viable to be honest in that position. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as you as you sort of alluded to there about Cambridge, I've got no issue whatsoever with teams coming and playing like that. God, no. no. It, it did you, did you, you hear Bonner's interview afterwards as well, Craig? No, no. That guy speaks complete sense. He's such a good manager. They're so lucky to have him, especially considering he turned down Rotherham. And he was yeah, very keeper, much... Yeah. yeah, he was very much... We, you know, we sat in, we tried to make our chances. They were very patient. They've got a much stronger bench than us, you know, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, and that that's the deal. And let's be honest, Craig, when in the bad old days with Evans, as the parachute money started going up and up in the championship, we were doing that away mm-hmm. to teams in the championship. And if we were promoted and I don't know, pick, pick a team, any team, Nottingham Forest, for example, that's how we would have to play against them next season, probably with their 15, 20 million pound signings that they've made. Yeah, that's right. You know, I've got no issue. And even, even the time wasting wasn't, I didn't think it was over over the top. You know, the goalkeeper was taking a bit of time, but there wasn't really any plaque. No one was going down with cramp after 30 minutes. So we've seen <laughs> a hell of a lot worse. At, but uh, Craig, my favourite thing about time-wasting is when a team's doing it and then um, the, the team they're doing it against scores and then they <laughs> does everything at like double quick speed just to, yeah. just to wind everything up. That's brilliant. Question from Chris. And not just yourself, Ben, but everyone on the chat as well. Ed was to start on Saturday, or is he suited to the cameo cameo role from the bench? Is that the uh, the red cod piece hanging around his uh, his way? I'd 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 be interested in your take, Craig. I'd suggest the latter um, at, at Morecambe that the cameo role might might be the one. What say you? Yeah, possibly, and it's sort of. Um, knits in with what Kirk's saying here, really, in in terms of the five sub rule. He, he says that the, side, the five sub rule is really going to help us against teams like Cambridge who park the bus. 
Yeah, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with parking the bus. I, no, there's, there's a time and a place, but Kirk is right, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, which has made its way into the Oxford English Dictionary today, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, bus. it has, yeah, with squeaky bum time as well. Yeah, funnily enough. Um, well, maybe McKenna Ball will be there in a, in oh, a few Oh, yes, years. please. Um, but yeah, I think, and that's sort of one of the points I was going to get to or trying to get to or ask people about is with the Dominic Ball um, starting the match, Obviously, bringing Lee Evans on and, and Edwards on um, with where it was 20 minutes to go, turned the match, we won the match within you know two or three minutes of them being on the pitch. Is that by virtue of Dominic Ball having done his job and kept Cambridge's counter-attacks at bay by just sniffing them out at source? Is that because Freddie Ladapo had already done softened, the... Yeah. Yeah, done the donkey work and, and softened them up and... McKenna made the same around. point that... Yeah. Um, John Jules got the goal this time after Ladapo softened the defence up. And at the weekend, John Jules softened the defence up and Ladapo came in. So the And this is very popular now, this starters and finishers um, ideology about, about players. But, you know, if you've, if you've got a world-famous um, pop star funneling in money via sponsorship that's, um, that's usable, then um, have a nice squad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Tractor Factor, don't want to speak too soon, but we might have finally found an answer to our left side in Leif Davis. Yes, player of the month, I believe Leif Davis was, wasn't he, for uh, for September? Um, Yeah, he he was being marked pretty pretty tightly last night, certainly for the first half. Um, But again, the ball wasn't getting out to him maybe quite as as quick as it does do when uh, when Lee Evans is on on the pitch. But, you know, he's an outlet and he's maybe not going to produce the same sort of numbers that. Wes Burns did last year, but he just gives us that lovely, lovely balance. And, you know, he's, he's taking balls on the run. He's getting into the box. He's now starting to take corners from, from both sides as well. He had a header from a Wes Burns cross that Burns had dinked to the far post and um, he came in flying from the, from the far side. So I could, I'd imagine from his perspective as well, he, he's probably thinking, yeah, I actually made the, you know, I've dropped down two divisions, but I've made a, a decent choice here, career-wise. Funny, Craig, the guy who's um, trained with Bielsa can move the ball really quickly and is okay in tight spaces, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and can also run up and down the pitch a lot. <laughs> All day, yeah, right. No, yeah. but um, Burns is a fascinating player. Someone was talking to me about Crooks for Middlesbrough, who used to play for Rotherham, who's basically a, a one-off. He's, um, you know, he's a big lump, and he's just a finisher, gets in the box and heads and finishes. Burns is like a wing-back who's a finisher, whereas um, you, you won't see Burns doing the type of, you know, intricate build. You know, that's not his game, but it's nice to have the, the the two different threats down either side, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we just need, Burns just needs to, you know, we're not going to ask him to produce the numbers that he did last year, but he just, and he does start, seem to be starting to get in, back into the, the swing of things. Um, there's a few options last night in the first half, especially down where me and Dave sit, where he, he was sort of, uh, regressing back to early burns where he was like slamming crosses across or not necessarily getting his, his head up to, to pick someone out. But as the game went on, then he was getting better at it. Maybe he learned that off Gareth Bale when uh, he went away with... Uh... But Craig, we're, we're top of the division for um, goals per 90. Um, so Wes Burns does not need to score 12 goals or whatever it was from from right wing back. It's you know, Chaplin six, Harness four. Ladapo two, Jackson two, Edwards two, Evans two, Morsi two, John Jules two, um, Jesus Burns two, 
How many teams do you reckon in the league have got more multiple goal scorers than that? None, I reckon. Other than Manchester yeah. City, probably. Yeah, and and with our goal difference is now plus 15, five ahead of the next best, I believe. So um, we're going to F- all shut up about a 20-goal striker now, can't we? <coughs> well, yeah, until such time as we're drawing nil-nil rather than winning 3-0. <laughs> um, FPL Tractor, did Edwards mean it? No, he didn't. Uh, next question. Do you think that from Michael, do you think the players are calm, un- unlike me, when we have not scored after 60 odd minutes? I think they are, Michael. And I th- as I said, the crowd was as well. And I appreciate you may not have been able to pick it up on um, on iFollow and things like that from down under. But certainly around, around near me, there were a couple of blokes chatting to get it in the mixer or something like that. But on the whole, it was just, just seemed to be supportive. You know, the crowd just kept going. They didn't get on anyone's back. It was just a question of just keep going, keep going, and, and we'll get there. I think... Probably that impetus of the the subs, um, Evans and Edwards, helped matters, and obviously their Im- almost immediate impact helped matters as well. well Charlie D, pray when so to interrupt when you're when you're on a plane, the only time you should not you know not be relaxed is if you see the air stewardesses and stewards not relaxed because they're yeah if they're panicking panic and I think. Kieran McKenna, in terms of that calming influence, that's kind of his thing, isn't it? Have you heard Wade Elliott, the Cheltenham manager, speak? I think he's even more laid back and calm than um, uh, Kieran McKenna is. But no, he exudes calmness, doesn't he? And they done us a favour last night by beating Bolton. They very much did, yeah. Um, Charlie D, yeah. Freddie put a great shift in last night. I think he did. And also, that's, that's another thing. I know he got... It's a funny old night in the in the last pizza game where the, the, the few people that were splattered around the north stand were taking the mick out of him a little bit. But um, I thought again the crowd were pretty supportive of him, and when he went off, he got almost entire standing ovation from the crowd. Just you know, they're starting to understand, as you said, Ben. Maybe he's not there to score twenty goals a season. Maybe he is there to hold it up and bash people around for a bit and chase down and Harry and start the press up high because. Now, the sec- when the second half started, they couldn't get; they just could not get out of their half. They had they, they were clearing the ball; it coming straight to us. Edmondson and Wolfenden were nicking the ball, coming straight back again. Yeah, you know, it, it was just every the whole game was played within fifty yards of their goal, and that all starts from Ladapo running around like a like an idiot up uh, up front and putting them under pressure. Um, I was there. I was there a few times, Craig, at um, Sheffield United when they were doing the. McBurney scores were on the pitch and he then scores five in five and he's jumping in the stands and, you know, he's a cult hero all over again. So I, I think sometimes a bit of gallows humour, um, especially if there's a defeat or something of the like, um, can be taken out of context rather quickly. Yeah, I think as long as it's taken in the right, it's given in the right um, manner and it's it's accepted in the right way. Chris has given us an update. Harlan, six minutes. Well, <laughs> That's just, yeah, different different world we're talking about there, Chris. Um, here from Adam. We hear a lot about refs not doing anything about time wasting, but has anyone done the analysis of how much extra time is being added on to the end of matches this season to compensate? Well, there wasn't that much last night. I think there's only one minute in the first half and four minutes in the second. But as I say, I didn't think, from my perspective, it was, you know, overly obvious that, that Cambridge were um, wasting much time. It's probably reflected in that. Whereas... There was what seven or so minutes, I think, on um, after the match or at the end of the match on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think we're I think we're getting there, 
with that, Craig, because I think whatever um, whatever anybody did in the past, it was always four minutes, and you know, if now and then you'd see five minutes go up. Uh, now we do get sevens and eights, and you know, rightly so. I will say, love Ipswich fans, love love the chat and everything. I go to a lot of games as a neutral without question. If a team is winning and the ball goes up and it's a high number, everyone complains that it's too high. If a team is losing, the ball goes up with the same number. So I, I do think of football fans and in terms of controlling one's emotion, if they're losing, they want the biggest number possible. And if they're winning, they want the smallest number possible, regardless of regardless of what's happened. And I've long said, I've said this on the pod many times, unless you go to a you know, 40-minute halves or what would they be, 30-minute halves even, um, and a stop clock, you know, system every time the ball goes out of play. It just is what it is, what it is, and it just needs policing as best as possible. Yeah, I don't think we'll, I don't know if we'll ever get to that because TV will dictate that they need games to, to know when a game's going to finish. You can't have, you know, Sky putting away a <laughs> yeah. certain amount of time for a match to be on and the referee's stopping it every... 30 seconds and the game's going on into <laughs> and someone's paid 200 grand for an advert to play before 10 p.m right yeah yeah exactly that um lee's a little bit harsh here lee and it surely i forgot ball was playing um well i don't it wasn't really i suppose the game for him was it you know i know the guys and we spoke about it last week about lee evans being the guy you want to be on the pitch when you're going to have a lot of possession um but it probably just came to the point whereby we do need to get Dominic Ball, a game of football somewhere, somewhere on the line that's not against Northampton Stiffs or um, Arsenal kids, isn't it? So- and McKenna was very plain, Craig, in saying, I think he said he passed through the lines constantly. So he's yeah. arguing in that comment that in a crowded game, yeah. he's a good guy. Sometimes it's difficult for us fans to spot these simple balls through the lines, but they, they make all the difference against the low block, don't they? Yeah, they do. And it's quite interesting, actually, yeah, everyone just needs to listen to McKenna and what he says post-match and, and before matches because, <clears throat> excuse me, he was talking about, and then uh, I think it was the in, in-house um, interview after the match about the, you know, the crowd staying with them and being patient and things like that. And you know, McKenna was saying that, yeah, there are some times where we have to come backwards and we'll, we'll, we, we will intentionally pass it all the way back to the defence to try and draw the opposition out away from their goal a little bit to allow us to then quickly get back there again. Now, they're, they're not doing it you know, just to be boring. There, there is going to be, trust us, there is a reason behind every single thing we do under and, Kieran McKenna. And let's be honest, um, I'm not saying any of us are hoodwinked by this, but a man in a leadership position praising fans, customers, um, for for their intelligence, for doing what he wants them to do, is psychological messaging to the fans. Oh, they get it. They know we have to be patient, and they were bang on side with us. You know, it's all it's all very sort of smart, as opposed to um, I don't know, sticking your fingers up at your own supporters. I don't know if we would ever have a manager who'd nah. dare to do that. Yeah, <laughs> cross that'd be suicide. Slightly confrontational. Career, career, career suicide <laughs> to tell your own fans to f off. Surely. Yeah, it um, turned out that way, didn't it, actually? Mullet, yeah. Ball was very good at recycling possession and allowing us to shift sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Agreed. It'll be quite interesting <clears throat> once suspensions start kicking in and maybe an injury here or there starts kicking in, how 
as you say, Ben, whether we do go to three or whether we somehow get two out of the three that we've got, we've still got Panuche Kamara to... Yeah, someone mentioned him up in the... Um, to squeeze in, in but yeah. it seems to be gone a little bit quiet in um, in regards to him. And um, remember, I know we're quite wedded to the to the back three, but remember if, you, if you're having a lot of possession in a game, you can 4-3-3 it as well and, you know, drop, drop out a centre-back and still play high high fullbacks if you're up against a, a low block. So there's there's many ways to skin a cat, which is a horrible, horrible turn of phrase. I don't know why I said it. But yeah, but, you know, if there is... It, Wes Burns isn't playing wing-back now, is he? He's playing as a, one of the three behind a, a central striker now. It's it's pretty much that from the very beginning now. Danassian is now playing as a, as a right-back, although maybe a slightly in narrow right-back, if, if you like. Um, just quick on from Mike. Ladapo impressed him last night, much to his son's delight. Um, not really had the same opinion so far. Yeah, I suppose, we, you know, it, it's quite interesting. He had a, um, a club interview, didn't he? Um, where he was sort of talking about the struggles that he'd had to um, you know, get up to speed. And it's, it's a pretty um, stark change of style of football from coming from Rotherham to, uh, to Ipswich, I would have thought, in terms of the... And, and again... Craig, can I raise the fact we're top in the league for goals per 90? I know a lot of people, and uh, Gary Neville's quite good at bringing this up, uh, Graham Souness as well is is quite like this. A lot of people were still wedded to the idea you're only as good as your strikers and a good team has a striker who scores loads of goals. It's just just not a, not a thing anymore, isn't it? You know, you see plenty of teams... Share them, share them all out, and it doesn't all funnel through the one or two as it used to be uh, strikers. Yeah, Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Here we are. We've got Nat, who I'm going oh, to I assume. Know Nat. Do you know Nat a... Has, a, has a bar in his garden, Craig? 
Is that? Oh, well, let's go to Nets well, then. In a, in, a, in a shed in his garden. Uh, I presume Nets uh, Sheffield Wednesday fan. Rather oh, he's a Wednesday, right? Yeah. Steve Witten fan, and he's badge. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know now. How are you guys getting on? You, you say you've lost three of your first how many? 10, 12 games, whatever it is. Is it a question of just trying to win more than you lose, or do you need some sort of I don't know stability going forward to stay um, stay in the top three or four? Um, Alex saying here there was space on both flanks that was exploited more when Evans came on. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was good. Um, not that ball was bad by by any stretch. Andy McKenna's home record now reads one eleven drawn five lost one. Is it fair to say Portman Road is becoming a fortress again? And could we go unbeaten at home all season? Well, I I take Leighton Orient as the example the other day where everyone was coming out with the um, Oh, best start in the fourth tier of all time. You know, they're going to get 100 points, set a load of records. Next game, Newport at home, lose lose 2-1. So, yeah, we, we might go unbeaten for a fair wee while. I, I don't like the idea of Derby and Paul Warren on the 21st of October. <laughs> I, have, I have to say, he has he has form of knowing how to beat us at Portman Road, doesn't he? But, like, I don't know. I don't think we're going beaten um, at home all season. And it might be, hopefully not Cheltenham, for um, reasons we can say when plugging our wonderful um, live um, event. But, um, no, I, I don't... Well, I don't see an 23 unbeaten streak at home. I think you can probably afford to lose one or two, can't you, at home, if you really want to, you know, create that image of a, of a fortress you know you can probably get away with one or two but um well might as well, might as well talk about it while well, you, you mentioned yes. Cheltenham Ben 12th of November um we are doing a live completely wrong on Sunday I got the wrong date <laughs> oh I said 12th of Cheltenham last time I was on oh um, okay 12th of November. Yeah, 12th of November after the Cheltenham game live pod from the Sir Bobby Robson suite I believe at Portman Road um tickets available from blue monday itfc.co.u Okay, so yeah, please come along, say hello, enjoy yourselves. Um, I believe the doors are at half seven. Carriages, don't know when that'll be, eleven-ish maybe. That's what they say, isn't it? On 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 wedding invites, they do. Carriages. Yeah, they do. Um, Nat's just uh, commented here. Wednesday are incomplete at the minute. Very frustrating. Yeah, they very. Do, um, yeah, how reliant are you on Barry Bannon, Nat? Let us know that. They they do give you the idea of um, a. Very good squad with a manager who has had a couple of unconvincing seasons in a couple of places and one really good season at Doncaster. Mm. Still don't trust him. No, no, I think everyone's got that sort of fear. I'm, I'm sure the Wednesday fans have also got that. They always just seem to be on edge of turning, don't they, um, on him. Um, from Lee here, says that he, he doesn't believe it will last for Plymouth. They fell away last season. Injuries come, the same will happen. Uh, Flim Flam on the back of that, saying that maybe the Plymouth squad's a bit uh, thin. They expect them to be there or thereabouts. Can I just push back on Flim Flam a little bit? I have been impressed with, um, you know, going to Wickham and sticking Cosgrove up front. And I think um, Schumacher said that Wednesday came with a different shape and then changed shape. And, um, you know, they like Mumba had been one of the best players and they took him out for the Wickham game. So, I accept it's not a huge 25-man squad, but they're using it well and they're finding different solutions. But I do, I do agree that there is some, some sense of 
overperformance, particularly on the on the goalie, who's just fantastic. Well, yeah, and as going heavy on the Nat uh, comments here, but he's saying there Cooper was brilliant last night uh, against them. So, as you said, Ben, you know, how long can that last? Maybe it will last all season. Their home, you know, an undisputable home record. Um, and a goalkeeper is going to keep them in the games and they'll end up scoring 90-second minute winners for the rest of the season. Who knows? Ipswich, that's a name I recognise. Can't place <laughs> it, though. West Bromwich Albion losing already. This may be a little bit out of date. Sorry, Rich, I'm a bit uh, tardy. Took 10 or 12 minutes away. Um, is your Bruce out video in the can, Ben? I'm, I'm getting quite annoyed um, about all these championship jobs going because um, Liam Manning was the name that used to get linked with all of them last season and MK have fallen off the cliff, haven't they? And now um, our lovely managers getting linked with all of them. So um, yeah, we, we, we could do with, we could do without any, any more um, championship sackings, but there is, there is sure as the sun coming up, aren't there at the moment? Yeah. And that, that's interesting actually, because we, I was chatting, chatting about that last night of a mate, Glenn, who I, who I sit with is exactly that question. You know, what level of job will need to be available to actually turn McKenna's head Southampton you know mm. is it is it going to be a Southampton level job you know and I, I think we need to be humble about it that Ipswich fans can't sit here and say McKenna's the bee's knees and then get a little bit overprotective when he gets linked with other jobs the two things go together and um can, can I quote someone from Love Island you can but it'll go right over my head <laughs> well I, I remember the guy saying no you want you want other guys to fancy your girl. Who want, who wants a girl that nobody else fancies? But you got to you got to put got to put up with it, hey. There you Moving go. There's, if there's a, a motto <laughs> in life, you need to get you need to get that um, tattooed across your chest, Ben. I'm 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 not going to be doing that. This one was bloody painful enough. I tell you, no thanks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one from Gary. Unbelievable that when we get three points on Saturday, that's <laughs> Stop it, Gary. 30 points on the board. Morecambe last year, we had 27 shots and came away with a 1-1 draw. This year, we have a much better squad. And yeah. Morecambe stink this season as well. I know you're not yeah. going to want to hear me saying that, but they really suck at the moment, don't they? Yeah, they are. They are and the boys will go over that um, uh, yes. on... Uh, on the I think it's out, out Friday. I don't know if it's live this week. Is I think Dave and Rich um, are recording, I believe, for, for Friday night. Um, question here from Nat. Who has the best squad? Who has the best team? And who has the best manager <laughs> in League One? And that's to everyone. Yeah, let's, let's stick some uh, answers in there. I think, well, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, well, in terms of output, Plymouth have the best team at the moment, don't they? Because they're just winning everything they do. Um, I would like to think, though, we would be close on all three um, all three categories for sure. Um, sometimes I look at other squads when Wednesday, maybe, and you think, oh, there's, you know, there's, there's a bit of depth there. But then I also think our squad seems to be a bit more bespoke for... Um, what, what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you'll get um, a lot of answers in the chat saying we're top for all three of those categories. But, yeah, you need to get to the top of the table. Right? It is interesting about the manager, though, isn't it? And I suppose it's also interesting that not necessarily, you know, we'll, Ipswich will argue that, yes, we do have the best manager, but it may be that it will be Bonner um, from Cambridge or it may be Schumacher from Plymouth are the ones that do actually move on by, by feels- virtue of... 
But Craig, sorry to interrupt. It feels like Schumacher's doing great and he's bigging up his own tactical innovations at the moment. Fine, good luck to him. He's top of the league. That feels like a, just a very well-run club that is doing the right things in terms of uh, financials and recruitment and he's on the top of it. You can almost argue that someone like Bonner or Taylor, who's just left, you know, um, Exeter and if... I don't know if, if Wade Elliott finishes halfway up with Cheltenham or whatever, you, you can almost argue that when they're going against Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, et cetera, et cetera, that that's actually harder to do than what McKenna's been asked to do at Ipswich. But then I suppose there's the pressure and the expectation of, of you know, what McKenna and Moore and Cowley, et cetera, uh, Peterborough as well, there's expectation there too. Yeah, well, I suppose, I suppose Schumacher as well, he, just, he was just a continuation of what was already in place, wasn't he, I suppose, as well, um, rather than, you know, to a certain extent, McKenna's started from scratch, hasn't he? He's, although, albeit with a very decent squad, he's, he's had to build up from from very low. David Diamond. Oh. Don't think I can remember two consecutive games where subs have made such an impact. Spot on, Ben, about Bonner. Thought he spoke brilliantly afterwards. Never need to add yeah. anything to anything Diamond says. It would just be a little pearl of wisdom, wouldn't it? Pearl's a singer. <laughs> Saturday could be a similar game to last night, says Stephen. Edwards on the bench for him. Agree, uh, I agree. I agree with Stephen. Yeah, Michael says uh, McKenna likes to have subs on the bench that can play more than one position if they come on, making our bench even bigger. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the you know, well, Carl Edwards has proven that in the last month or if so. Anyone wants to discuss um, how big a bench can be and how much do goals weigh? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and some more. Oh, Jules is here. Hello, good evening to you, Jules. Um, saying hello to the other pod guys who are who are around. Um, Romeo, yeah, here we were talking about this earlier. Um, anyone know how close Kamara is to fitness? We might need him soon with suspensions inevitable. Yeah, he's, he has gone a little bit quiet. I'm sure that the guys will be asking him um, in the press conference and that, but it just doesn't seem to be reported. There's another one for your midfield three, Craig. Yeah, exactly. Um, Christopher, yeah, we wear teams down then bring on the subs to win the games. That's certainly the way things are moving at the moment, isn't it? And you say everyone's playing their part and you can tell from the um, yeah, the atmosphere around the club and the after the match with the guys on the pitch that even the subs who aren't being brought on are still you know, fully involved with uh, you know, the celebrations. and the... You have a feeling though, Craig, that's going to be harder to do in the big games, isn't it? You know, the real, the real vital ones. Okay, if you're against the stacked defence, against a team with fewer resources, yeah, that can really make a difference. But it becomes more of a marginal game when you're away at Sheffield Wednesday or wherever. Yeah. Um, Lee's getting involved in the chat about the Nats question about the squads. He thinks that Wednesday and, and us have the best squads, but does think that uh, McKenna is the best coach stroke manager. Um, Eric says, says that da- thought Davis looked tired. Um, last night, um, unfortunately, um, for Greg Lee, he's not, he's not going to be there to come on and you know, sprint around like a madman for the last thirty. Which he was, I know everyone said it. He's so impressed with Lee; he's been a fantastic signing. Um, poor guy, just on, not on the squads, Craig. Can I just elucidate on a point Dave made about Bolton's strikers? I've just brought it up. Um, you know, in terms of being stacked in one area, Bodvarsson, Kachunga, Charles, Bakayoko, and Afa Lyon. So there are certain squads where there's a lot of strength in one position, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Mallet's here talking about goals um, and the way that they're being spread around the, the various uh, members of the team, 10 to 15 each by the end of the season. You would hope that the, well, correctly, I'll say the central striker, be got Ladapo, John Jules, maybe not Jackson, but Chaplin, Harness, they're all on target to, to get double figures, aren't they, at the moment this season? Would be fantastic, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gary's saying here, surely if one team is time-wasting and the other team is winning at 90 minutes, the rest should have discretion to end immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, good, good Good luck with that one in court, Gary. But yeah, I, I, know, I know where he's coming from. Yeah, let's... Let's 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 introduce moral judgment into um, a referee's repertoire, shall we? Yeah, you've been acting like shit houses for the last eighty-nine minutes. Tough. I'm going to blow the whistle now. We can all go and uh, go and have a shower. If you're seeing any dubious comments in the um, in the in the chat, that's that's a, a robot. Please ignore them, and no one will mention them again. Michael here. I thought Morsey had a really good game last night. Covered so much ground between the two boxes, pressing Cambridge all over the pitch. Yeah, he did, but he's 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 been a bit quiet, I think, um, to my eyes. Um, obviously, we're probably just used to him being um, here, there, and everywhere. Um, but I just think maybe it's maybe last night it's because he was with a um, not an unknown partner, but uh, a, a partner who hasn't played with much this season. I thought he did once. Lee, once Lee Evans come on, everyone just seemed to know what they were what they were up to and what they were doing. Um, Lee's saying here that us and Wednesday have a We'll have a couple of hiccups on the way. Overall, both clubs should be up there. Other teams don't have the squads that we do, and that's why they usually start dropping. Yeah, we are still, was it, a quarter of the way into the season, isn't it? And we've all got a lot of games coming in October, but so I think once once people start playing each other for the second time, once you get to that turn of the year, I'd be, I'd be really interested to know how, um, how Plymouth get on once they start playing those teams higher up the division in the, in the away legs away from... Uh, mm. Home Park, you know, is it is it still called Home Park? Or is there some? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Sponsorship deal. No. Um, ah, FPL. Surely the Aztec Kamara will be aiming at the Pizza Cup game. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, Aztec Camera. Yeah, Dave and I were singing Aztec Camera this time last week. Excellent. Well, only two. Only two, we can only get to two of their songs. <laughs> well, what about the Aztec Zone on Crystal Maze? Yes. That was always good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like a bit of Crystal Maze. The original, Well, that links, doesn't it? Because it was, um, what's his name? Tudor, wasn't it? What's the guy's name? Tempole Tudor. Tempole Tudor, wasn't it? He was the... I was was trying to get a link to the industrial zone and the industrial football maybe played by Cambridge and and Morecambe or maybe the medieval football uh, played by us at times. So there we go. Move on. Question from Mallet. Did Steve Whitten ever score a goal as good as Edwards? He put in a few crosses like Edwards put in that cross last <laughs> night. Don't, Mallet. Don't be like that, Mallet. Look, we're top. We're top yeah, but you've we're bitten there. now, haven't you? <laughs> Nat's going to come to my rescue because Nat would have seen... Um, Nat's probably still in mourning that he they sold Steve Whitten to us back... Uh, Way back when, in a mentioned Chris Waddle to him. I think they can gazump for some wingers there. Yeah, Mick Mills was talking about Chris Waddle. Was it last night? Was he? Yeah, yeah, because he was saying that. Forgive me, it wasn't last night, but I listened to him on the way home, and it's either last night or Saturday uh, evening. He was talking about Chris Waddle and um, Chris Waddle being a right-footed 
player. Was he right left, foot or left foot? Left, left foot player player yeah. playing on the right, and he could not play on the left. <laughs> he could only play on the right. And yeah, but you still didn't know which way he was going to go, though, did you? No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. But he he had, didn't have the ability to play with the yeah on on the left hand side because he couldn't he couldn't knock it past his defender with the outside of his left foot. He could only drag it with the inside of his left foot down the wing. Quite interesting, actually. I know Mick doesn't, you know, he, he rubs people up the wrong way sometimes with the way he talks rather than what he's oh, saying. But he what he says is... That's right, what he's saying. Gems, yeah, absolutely. Go on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, disappointed with Sheffield's dark art last night at Plymouth is Graham. Was that by virtue of them scoring, not being able to hold out for... Uh, 92 or 93 minutes, whatever it was that... Uh... I think there was an odd disallowed goal in that that may or may not have crossed the line. Ah, uh, really? Ipswich has confirmed carriages are at 10pm. But the quiz November. starts at 11, yeah? <laughs> November the 12th, post-Cheltenham, Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk. Um, that's off. He's saying good luck to Ipswich. Thank you very much. Um, Adam, uh, agree with Ben and not with Craig. Oh, stop there then. In... Perfect. No, 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 no. Actually, I'm going to get rid of that comment. <laughs> um, ball in play for 35 minutes. Answer. Commercial TV is important, but they manage it for rugby. Yeah, fair comment. Mm. Are, they, are they quite the same sponsorship deals and viewing figures for rugby? <laughs> for they get 100 million quid TV money in the rugby Premier League. Um, Romeo. Cooper is a top keeper, but I wouldn't swap him for Walton. Best keeper in League One. Well, yeah, I know. And I know Joe was saying something similar in one yeah. of the groups that we're in. Um, they're, they're both very good at the moment. They are they? both very good. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Andy's saying here that, yeah, Hassan Hootle's on the brink at Saints. I do just wonder. Lee, this is, I like this. I'm all over this. Morecambe need to wise up. Don't know where wise comes in into it, but, you know, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Eric Clacton. Reckons McKenna will be here for a long time. Well, I suppose I, all... I don't. <laughs> Do you know? Hopefully, hopefully pass, but no, no. He's well, look. If he's promoted a long time, um, I mean, the context is king, isn't it? If he were to get us promoted and then have a good start, and you know, all of a sudden you're straight into the middle of the championship, then I don't know. It depends who comes along, but his. It could change. He could plateau. He could level out. But at the moment, his trajectory looks up, doesn't it? Yeah. No, they've, they've done a good... But then, would you trust um, Ashton et al. to find someone of a similar yeah. state? Right now, I would. Yeah. Bring him in. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it, even even though his stock's probably fallen a fair bit, Liam Manning may well still be in the frame or you know, they've probably got some... Hopefully well, someone... Ashton was, and I mean, I don't know if he was kind of self-publicising a bit, but he was very um, keen to say we track managers all the time. Um, so I, I think you have to accept that if you're not a trophy-winning club and you're performing well, someone will want to take your manager off you. That just is is the way it is. Sadly, yeah, that's right, that's right. And I suppose that would that's you know, part of his job and part of the whole club's backroom staff's job is to know to not only have um oh, I can't remember the phrases but not only to have a group succession of players planning. succession planning but in terms of groups of play and you know, who can replace this player Wes Burns gets exactly. four million pound bid we've got two or three right wingers lined up 
if Kieran McKenna goes, we've got uh, two or three. Well, and Craig, you also want that situation Cambridge has just had with Bonner, where a lot of people look at it and go, eh, Rotherham job, I'd, I'd take that, have a go in the championship. But you have the manager going, hey, you know what, I'll stay put. I like it yeah. where I am. That's that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, to be fair, you, you couldn't think that, well, you know better than I in terms of championship um, jobs that no, you could walk into and have the same level of security and you know, confidence behind the scenes that you're going to get backed regardless. How I think someone go. tweeted, Craig, I don't know if you saw it, Mick Beale at QPR came in in July. I think he's the 11th um, longest serving manager. That's something ridiculous like that because literally eight have changed jobs. Yeah, yeah. Rob's saying here, with Morsey being one card away from a suspension, should he just scythe someone down on Saturday <laughs> so that he's good to go against Derby. Well, I don't think we need to worry about him scything some down. That's probably going to happen in any case. Um, but yeah, to possibly to miss the Lincoln game, I suppose. And uh, is it Lincoln? I think you said it before, Craig. There's just the deal with Morsi. You, you're going to miss him for yeah. probably seven games in a season because we get the three game and then the four game suspension after. Just is what it is. But if you take that, everyone used to say that about Rudy, didn't they? Oh, you take the edge away from him. You know, he wouldn't be half as... player. He wouldn't be half the player. And we'd like Morsi to be half the player Rudy was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, yeah, I'm all over this as well. Morecambe are making all the right moves, but not necessarily yeah. in the right order. Andre Preview, Romeo, yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, Mike's agreeing with with Dave here about Bonner. He's post-match. He's only like, what is he like 30? Is he just slightly older than McKenna? Well, he's certainly older, isn't he? Because McKenna's the youngest in the yeah in the league, isn't he? Um, but I think but yeah. Bonner, Manning, and McKenna are all like thirty six, thirty seven, aren't they? Someone check yeah. that for us in the chat. Yeah, yeah, and and he was he's been there. He was like Cambridge under eights manager, wasn't he? Quite, Way back yeah. Then. So he's and obviously he's a Cambridge fan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Flim Flam seems to think that Kamara's had surgery expected at Christmas time. I didn't. He has had surgery. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. I saw, um, speaking of surgery, I saw the photos of the club out today of Cameron Burgess, poor old guy. My Ooh. God, he was obviously doing some um, foundation or kids camp um, type thing. But yeah, he's got a bit of swelling, shall we yeah. say. Um, I, I reckon I'd like to have a year off work if that happened. That's what makes me laugh when players go down injured. And I see people giving him stick in the crowd that would literally have three weeks off work. And then the professional footballer jumps up three minutes later and plays on. Yeah. Walks off the pitch with half his face caved in, gets in his car and drives to hospital. Fair I point. remember Sean Raggett, who played against us for Pompey the other day, playing for Rotherham in that. Do you remember that ridiculous game that Paul Lambert actually won where Rotherham <laughs> literally had an XG of about 17 and didn't score? <laughs> um, and Sean Raggett, they tried to reset his tooth or, and then had to pull it out. It was, oh, it was right in front of me in the pie and it was horrible. Oh. No. Sorry, no, I can't like the sound of that. Um, Andrew's asking if the press conferences are ever put on in full on used YouTube. To be on Facebook. Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the whole press conferences are were they? They were for a little, weren't they? Lambert's were for a little bit. I think that may have been a COVID thing where well, because they were all being done on Zoom, they then just Stuart and Andy out. pushed for it with Mick, and they eventually relented, and then yeah, COVID, and I, I, I think a certain manager of ours getting a bit grumpy with everything and you know off limits yeah um lewis is just going back to last night and evan's been the real game changer 
his effortless ability to switch play. Yeah, it did. Um, it took him a couple of passes, didn't it, to to get his radar going? But um, once he did, you saw really did see the uh, the impact he has. And fair play to the guy. You know, he when ball came in, everyone was assuming that um, it'd be Ball and Morsey being that centre midfield partnership. But you know, the way that we play at the moment, it's pretty integral to um, having Lee Evans there doing exactly as um, as Lewis states. Really. Um, question from Chris. Do we think Cameron Humphreys will get a start or place on the bench against some of the lesser teams in the next few Ooh, weeks? Careful, Chris. Lesser What's team. a lesser team, Chris? Yeah. Well, anyone other than Plymouth, because they're all below us in the table. There you go, Chris. <laughs> um, I, I don't think so, no. Yeah. No, or I don't we might get so. fives and ten minutes at the end if we're two goals up. Yeah, yeah. Tony's urging everyone to watch the entire match back again <laughs> from last night. So that's the level. That's the level of commitment and expertise we have from our uh, correspondents here. Tony, if on, you Tony. save everyone the trouble. If you do it, watch it back yet again, <laughs> and you know, sort of calculate how much he, he ran around, then uh, it'll save everyone the job. Um, here we go. It's one for you, Ben. From Rob, how would you say this Ipswich side compares with a mid-table Championship side? Really feel this side could potentially do well, but I'm I may be getting carried away. Um, I know where. Sorry, who's coming, in? Rob? I know where Rob yeah. is coming from, and if you take the example of Sunderland, who I, I think, if we're all being humble, we would agree, are probably slightly bigger in terms of how they're perceived and fan base, etc., than 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 we are. But if you go in with momentum. Everyone's sort of like, oh, okay, Sunderland, they'll, they'll do all right. They'll, they'll finish somewhere in the middle. It, it would need work. But um, we've mentioned it a few times, Craig. In the championship, if you can maintain competence and avoid chaos, there will always be six, seven, eight teams who will fire their manager, who will completely tear everything up and be worse than a team that's just, that's just steady. But, I mean, if you go in the middle of, of the championship, you will see... And they may not stay there. You'll see Sunderland 8th, Wigan 10th and Rotherham 12th. We had this on Sunday as well, Craig. I think they'll all drop a little bit. But I, I know what he's saying with a fair wind momentum and the manager not being pilfered by anybody. Lee's saying here that somewhere in his heart, he thinks Kamara will shine. Somewhere in my heart. Yeah. And Graham's saying here that Kamara is a machine. It certainly is. It's a, it's a machine which captures images of a moment in time isn't it an optical uh, machine um appropriate if oh look no no flim flam you've gone and googled aztec camera discography there and come up with some <laughs> random b-side from uh do you think flim flam cheats a hurdle craig like you got accused of god dear i don't know i wouldn't know how i wouldn't know how to cheat on hurdle that's that's, <laughs> I, I, that's I, the I truth i think we all just enjoy how much the accusation winds you up though <laughs> Jules, Jules reckons that K-Mac is here for three seasons, at least three seasons. I hope so. If I we get promoted so. to the champ this year, he will want the challenge. And as I say, I just, I, it, if you think of everything that's in the background and all the structure he's got and the goodwill and the the backing, it's going to have to be a, a pretty special championship club to... Oh, it'd have to be a parachute team. Mirror that. Yeah. yeah. No, now, but, but by virtue of a parachute club... The pressure is just through the roof, isn't it? To yeah, to get you're right about up. that. I just think we, I think fans are, get very overprotective over their manager and their players being linked with um, with other clubs, and I think a certain amount of cognitive dissonance kicks in a little bit when 
you realistically, you know, we, we talked about Watford, and I know it's really worked out in the worst way for Rob Edwards, but who can blame a young manager for backing themselves and having a go? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but then, you know, if you got the chance to go from, no disrespect to Exeter, but from Exeter to yeah. Rotherham's a, a hell of a jump, isn't it? Fair play. Um, if people want to um, remind themselves of various footballing injuries, Jules has put a comment um, in there about David Johnson, the original David Johnson. I won't put it up on the screen because I didn't realise Jules was a, med- a medical man, but he's going into some detail about the uh, the injury oh. that, da- that David Johnson... I had to see it, yeah. I'll leave him to that. Um, Chris saying he's not worried about losing uh, McKenna. He's sold on the project. He's a bright guy. Plenty of time ahead of him in the game. Young young family, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's that's the hope, isn't it, Chris? But you know, the Premier League's a completely different beast, isn't it? You know, if Southampton do come calling, then it's a uh, it's a slightly different different question to answer, isn't it? I, I just think as a fan of a team that's manager might be sought after, you have to be very open-minded to how they would see it as opposed to how you would see it. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I, want, right. I want Chris to be right, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you do sometimes just have to a couple of steps backwards, don't you, and look at it from a slightly different perspective. Um, Again, can I, can I go to the hot girl analogy? Blokes are going to chat her up. Deal with it. Be strong mentally. I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> Good. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go woke on you, mate. But it's not just blokes that could. Uh, there you up. go. Um, right, and on that, we're going to probably knock this on the head very soon. It's been over. It's been <laughs> over an hour, and now we're getting into requoting Love Island. Um, I'm quoting myself, quoting Love Island quotes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we're bottomed out. Quickly, one from from Andrew. Are there any first team players you think could not? handle championship football oh that's that's harsh um or are there, are there any that I, I do sometimes think this myself actually when you when you watch the guys celebrating things like that and let's just pick for example freddie ladapo you know would he, yeah, he's not done it, it at championship level well he's gone up to the championship and he's dropped down a, you know, in the summer he dropped down back down to league one to to play for us rather than um rather than have a go at uh at the championship it's, it's crazy money's involved it's difficult sometimes because a lot of it depends on the team that you're playing in. And they always used to, that lad who played left back for Spain, Cap de Villa, has two World Cups and a European, or two European championships and a World Cup. And, you know, is, is he one of the world's greatest players of all time? No. Was he in a very good team? So sometimes it matters on the team. But yeah, look, there's a, you know, there's a lot of players who've never been in the championship. There's a, you know, even argue the likes of Chaplin was, you know, bombed out from, from Barnsley who were ultimately relegated. Walton was, I remember Walton dropping an absolute rick for, was it Wigan? He was on loan at in the rain where Freddie Sears hit a shot at Portman road and it skimmed through my finger that the right Walton, but it, you know, hopefully they all go up together on a good on a good moment, in a good side, and all rise to the level um, together. Yeah, and they're and they're all predominantly of a, of the right age, aren't they? There's a big clump of them who are all true in their peak, approaching their their peak years, hopefully as uh, as footballers. Um, Romeo, we're not going to end on this because it's a bit of a downer, but he's saying if we don't go up this season, it could trigger an exodus, exodus of manager and key players. Fingers crossed, it doesn't happen. 
Because it could. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it could. I hope so. Right. As I say, we're going we're gonna to knock this on the head now, fellas. Um, guys and girls, Rich and Dave, I'm sure it's Rich and Dave, are doing the um, pre-match uh, show this week. I believe it's going out on Friday. It may not be live, um, but please have a look for that. As I said before about the, uh, the live show, post-Cheltenham, get your tickets, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Um, Ben, have you got anything to add? Oh, all I've got to add is that everyone should hit that like button if you're watching right now. Really, yeah, smash that like button. Algorithm, algorithm. Is that spelled correctly? Yeah, well done, Flim Flam. Um, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's fun when you're winning, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right, lovely. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a have a good week or rest of the week. Um, and if you're going up to uh, Morecambe, safe mm, travels, etc. Very safe travels, yeah, long way. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.